Please turn with me, if you will, in the precious word of God to Psalm 119, verses 121 through 128. Amen. If any of you are thinking, isn't this the same psalm and verses that David Jones presented to us just three weeks ago? Then my answer is yes, it is. Where is David? Thank you, brother. There he is. Thank you, brother David. It is because of your thorough and balanced presentation of all eight verses that allows me today to focus exclusively on the last verse, verse 128, which is my target verse for us this morning. Before I read verses 121 through 128, I would like to briefly introduce the entirety of Psalm 119, as I think it important that we understand what we are dealing with and what is under consideration. Simply put, Psalm 119 is about David's great love, desire, and zeal for the words of the Lord. My attempt at isolating and unpacking verse 128 with you this morning is much like trying to grab the rail of a very fast-moving and powerful locomotive train under full steam as it thunderously charges by. To appreciate the full force and impact of verse 128, please keep in mind that 127 verses of unstoppable momentum about the words of the Lord have come before it. Each verse building upon the next, one upon another, until David's triumphant conclusion in verse 128. It is powerful. It is in this psalm that we find David at full song, exalting Holy Scripture in nearly every one of its 176 verses. The Word of God is the one theme and common thread running throughout its entirety and my focus for us today with an emphasis on hating false ways. Please follow along as I read Psalm 119, verses 121 through 128, and appreciate with me in what I consider to be the keynote verse of this powerfully glorious psalm. Verse 121, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Amen. Church, do you get excited like David about the words of God? Yes. The Holy Scripture contained in our King James Bibles? You should. David did and he only had the first five books. We have all 66 books, the complete and final revelation of God. I want all of us to be like David when it comes to his zeal, delight, love, and affection for our Bibles, the very words of God. Why? Because David was the man after God's own heart, according to Acts 13, verse 22, which declares, he raised up unto them David to be their king. To whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. To put it plainly, David's heart reflected the heart of God, which is very pleasing to our Lord. It is a heart that each one of us should greatly desire and wish to emulate. Verse 128, therefore, in conclusion, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. This is one powerful verse in its language. In one fell swoop, David, by the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit, utterly destroys the so-called wisdom of this world. Verse 128 is not a suggestion, nor mere sentiment on the part of David. This is a command for a Bible-believing Christian. And if we are nothing else here in the Church of Greenville, we are this, 
Bible Christians. We are followers of the Bible first, then we are Christians. This is said to put the importance of the Bible in its proper place, because without the Bible, we would not know what a Christian is or does. Our worldview, which is how one thinks about the world around them and relates to it, is based squarely on the Bible, which is the written record of what God has declared on all subjects. The Bible is absolutely and dogmatically the only source of truth in this fallen world. In fact, statements or opinions that contradict Scripture prove darkness, according to Isaiah 8, verse 20, which reads, To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Church, we have the truth, and we don't have to apologize for it. You and I, like David, should regard Scripture, our King James Bibles, as very dear, precious, and valuable. Every subject that we will encounter in this life is contained within its 31,102 verses. Whatever question, problem, or dilemma we will encounter in this life can be successfully and correctly dealt with by obeying and applying Jehovah's precepts. Yes. The word precept simply means a principle or rule of action on how one should behave in any given situation. David uses words, by the way, like precept, law, testimonies, statutes, ways, commandments, word, and judgments interchangeably in this psalm. They are are synonyms for Scripture. Hate. Let's get up close and personal with this word for a moment. Hate is defined as to despise or detest intensely, to loathe. David, the man after God's own heart, hated false ways. David hated the man after God's own heart. This is the opposite of love and tolerance or acceptance. Are you shocked or uncomfortable with the fact that David hated the enemies of Jehovah, the ungodly and their sinful, wicked, false ways? Why? Is it because we've grown up in an effeminate and profanely wicked and rebellious generation and have been brainwashed and spoon-fed into believing that to hate anything or anyone is wrong? Yes. (laughs) Flush that concept of hate with me right now. Hating sin evil, the wicked, and iniquity is very biblical and found throughout the pages of Scripture. If you have a problem with that, you have a problem with Jehovah, your maker and the creator of the universe. Really? If you think, well, that was just David. God is infinite love and could never hate anyone. Really? Jehovah tells us rather plainly on the pages of Scripture that he hates the wicked. Consider Psalm 11, verse 5. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. The Lord, God also highly exalted Jesus for hating sin in Hebrews 1 verse 9. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Contrary to popular opinion, God hates the wicked, both the sin and the sinner. In fact, God is sending sinners to hell, not sin, where they will drown and burn in the lake of fire for all of eternity. There is no incompatibility here between God's love and his hatred. Both are holy because he is holy. If we highly regard Scripture to be supremely perfect and we truly fear the Lord, then we should zealously and equally hate all false ways without exception. Let us not be partial in the law, as Malachi 2 verse 9 describes, which reads, Therefore have I also made ye contemptible and base before all the people, according as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. True love of God will hate evil, according to Psalm 97, verse 10, which reads, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. True fear of God will hate evil. 
Proverbs 8, verse 13 reads, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Psalm 5, verse 5 says, The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. God hates all sinners, not just their sins, as heretics say. This is the opposite of unconditional love, which is a concept from hell. God's love is very conditional, practically speaking. And we want the whole counsel of God taught and preached to us on every subject found within the glorious pages of Scripture. Let's now consider false ways. Any opinion, philosophy, or theology that contradicts or opposes Scripture is false, period. Consider the philosophy of moral relativism that permeates our society's thinking today. This devilish philosophy is the belief that there is no absolute truth and that different beliefs are true for different people and at different times. The ungodly asserts, your truth is your truth and mine is mine. All roads lead to God. That's why there are so many different religions from which to choose. Let's just agree to disagree. This philosophy is from hell and we should hate it. Why? Because the truth is not relative. It is not a matter of personal opinion. Truth is established by God. He is the moral lawgiver, and the only opinion that counts is his. I know that there is only one way to God because Jesus tells me so. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Church, especially young people, Don't let this world, its philosophies, and its lies deceive you. There are many other false ways, whether they be philosophical, like moral relativity, or theological, like Arminianism, which, when we boil it down, denies the finished work of Jesus Christ. There are more obvious false ways, like abortion, same-sex marriage, evolution, etc., and they should be hated, but these are fairly obvious to even the average church-attending, lip-service Christian. But what about the internal false ways? Yes. You know, the false ways of our deceitful and desperately wicked hearts? Yes. What false ways are in your life right now? Is it a particular behavior? Is it your speech, an attitude, worldly friends, pride? What about your thought life? What is it that preoccupies your mind from moment to moment, from day to day? Is it a secret sin? What are you ashamed of or that you don't want to discuss? Just an FYI, there really aren't any secret sins, according to Psalm 90, verse 5, which reads, Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. Jehovah sees all your sins, even the ones that you think you have successfully kept hidden. The only one you're fooling is yourself. Are you vexing and quenching God's Holy Spirit in your life? Protect your inputs, your eyes and ears from godless programming to worldly friends. Remember just a lot. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 9 commands us to quench not the spirit. How about our pet sins, the ones we like and don't want to let go of? Do you want to hate your pet sin or do you just want to want to hate it? There is a big difference. Hating false ways looks like something and that something is taking action and the necessary steps to separate from it. Yes. Are you willing to go to any lengths for victory over this sin? Are you ready to pluck out an eye or cut off a hand if necessary? Are you ready to mortify, to put to death, this sin in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you? If your answer is no, then you do not hate every false way. In Matthew 30, verse 38, Jesus says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Picking up your cross requires sacrifice. 
it will not feel good. But it is what separates the men from the boys. It is an earmark of our faith and our Christian walk. There is no middle or neutral ground in our walk with the Lord. We are either moving forward or sliding backward. There is no coasting. This isn't just about coming to church on Sunday. We are to put the old man in his lusts, according to Romans 6, verse 6, and not serve sin. Hebrews 3, verse 13 says, But rather exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. That is the nature of sin. Galatians 6, verse 7 warns us, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And one final warning, Numbers 32, verse 23. And be sure your sin will find you out. What is the solution to hating false ways in your life? Determine in your mind to hate any and all ways contrary to the Bible. Confess your your faults to God and another brother. And on your knees, beg God by this power of his Holy Spirit to have a holy hatred for every false way, especially the ones in our own heart. Church, in less than two weeks, a new year will be upon us. Let's make this the best Bible-loving and reading year ever. And let's hate every false way like never before. The ones out there, but especially and more importantly, the ones in here. May the Lord be magnified. Amen.